So yeah, um, I don't know if I mentioned this last time we were we were chatting away, but I um, I was humming and ahhing about uh, about getting myself a three D printer. Oh yeah, I think they, you did mention that. Yeah, yeah. they they dropped him because I bought a number of little items, three D printed items from other sources, and I was mm. thinking, you know what, you know, it'd be quite a fun thing. And my and my nephew has bought himself a three D printer, much you mm. know, kind of a bigger industrial one, which he has set up at work. Um, um, and they've dropped in, you know, they, they've dropped in price a lot over you know, yeah. as, as technology does. Um, so I bought a small domestic one. I tell you what, um, I, I feel like the cross between, um, like you know, God, uh, <laughs> and and uh, the, the Marxist revolution um, uh, regaining the means of production. Yeah, it's just, yeah. I mean, it's just, it's just a thing. Um, I can, I can create things out of nothing, literally. Yeah. Just, you know, oh, I, I fancy this. I'm going to bring. It's almost like having a Star Trek replicator, but yeah, it, that's only, it, it, only it takes right. hours. You know, <laughs> stuff. Oh, yeah. so you can, you know, you'll always, you'll, I mean, I haven't really kind of created anything of my own yet. I'm, I'm, there are lots of kind of like websites that have 3D models and plans, which you can just download and yeah. rip through the printer. Um, but um, man, it's the thing. So, you know, the other day I was thinking, I was watching some old sci-fi uh, and there was an old TV, there's an old Erwin, Erwin Allen um, series. Mm-hmm. Called Lost in Space. There've been reboots, oh, yes. since then. but the original Lost in Space. I used to, uh, one of my earliest memories as a kid because it was like a sixties show, and it was pre Star Trek, um, mm. uh, and and it was all it was old school sci fi because everything was silver, silver spacesuit, yeah. silver spaceship, um, silver laser guns, proper laser guns, you know, um, yeah. proper robots and shit. Um, and I thought, you know, I really as a kid really liked the old school laser guns they had. I would give anything to those, but. They never marketed them, or if they did, they never marketed them in the states, and you could never get one now. And I'm looking online; you can print them out. So, yes. so I spent I spent the last kind of like few days, yeah, you know, printing out a Lost wow. in Space 3D laser. So Mike's holding up a very very impressive looking. Uh, I know it's uh, great, isn't it? Gun. Yeah, so I've been you know I've been kind of you know you know looking at this and smoothing it down and kind of painting it and kind of matching up to stuff. And I think yeah, I've you know this this is just not something I could I could buy in shops. I have my own factory here. Um, mm. Where I can just create this this stuff. Um, I mean, I'm creating the. Uh, I, I'm basically just making a lot of lot of geek stuff at the moment because that's just kind of scratching mm-hmm. the itch. So I'm 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 starting to make the um starting to make the uh the, the laser blaster from um the film Forbidden Planet, which is a fifties movie. Uh, yeah, um, it's one of your favourites, isn't it? That's one of my favourites. Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm working on that. Um. I did also make a soap dish. That was a pra- very practical thing. Oh, you know? mm-hmm. um, uh, and a cat in a box for, for, for my child. Um, so, yeah, it is, it is like, you know, I now, you know, I am now um, kind of like a demiurge. I can just bring things out of nothing. Well, um, look really like, because um, I was expecting them to, when you see, when I first saw those 3D printed stuff, they all looked a little bit, um, you know, almost okay they're mm. like you know do they come out with like bits you know you have to sand it down and, you do have to do a little yeah. sanding a lot of it is to mm. do i mean you know or it, it's still not it's still not really kind of straightforward plug and play there's adjusting it needs to be done and they're kind of bits mm. as well but it is even for like a tech noob like me um it's relatively straightforward but if you're prepared to fine tune um then mm. you can get kind of quite flawless looking things and 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 so on i mean now and again you'll go away you'll come back and the thing's fallen over and you just get a load of spaghetti it's just like Printed out onto the. Onto the <laughs> oh no! But I'm guessing God must have had that happen uh, when, when you know, God mm. or the gods created the universe. Um, mm. There must have been at one point where the whole process was going on, and God or the gods turned their backs on what was doing to have a chat with somebody else or take a little break, um, and and suddenly 
the whole thing kind of went wrong. Invented, in, invented shame. Yeah, and turned around and suddenly, oh, look what I've done here. I've created like wasps. Um, yeah. You know, I didn't mean to do that. That was just an opposite. <laughs> That's a mistake now. Is there anything I can do about that? No, let it just keep printing. It'll be fine. Um, there was, a, there, interesting enough, I will also be reading, um, there was um, uh, a, a 70s comic series. Um, um, comic geeks might be familiar with, with this. And they have referenced it very, very briefly in, in one of the films. Whether they're going to do anything about it, I don't know. Um, it was a, a, a character called Adam Warlock. Um, and the, 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 the rough story is that he encounters a guy who goes by the name of the High Evolutionary, who's like an evolved human being who wanted to create um, an alternative world, one where, where things were done right. Uh, and he had like a little space station on the other side of our sun. And he created an alternate Earth that he called Counter Earth. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and he, you know, and he said, "What we're going to do? We're going to do it right this time. I'm going to create people without kind of, you know, aggression or hatred and so on. And nobody's mm-hmm. going to have to die on crosses or do anything kind of miserable to kind of, you know, prove that you can be nice to people. And it's going to be, it's going to be good." Um, and he gets to about day six, and then he falls asleep because the the the, the act of creation was just, you know, just so mm-hmm. um, so, you know, uh, I'm tiring. Uh, and at that point, one of his failed experiments. Um, from from an earlier story, which was a wolf, because he, he he evolved a lot of animals to start with to see if he could create his own version of Camelot, evolving kind of innocent animals into kind of like human beasts, and they all started to revert. But he create he evolved this wolf, and the wolf's basic kind of savage instinct um, just overcame its rationality, uh, mm. and it became the equivalent of a, of, a, of the devil, um, and it's had the hate on for the high evolution ever since. It's been waiting for him. To fall asleep and then it turns up on his space station while high evolution is asleep uh and reprograms um these new human beings gets one of them to hit another one over the head with a stick and then the whole process kicks off again mm. um just you know one bad day you can take your eye off the ball of, of yeah. creation and you know a, a rogue element gets thrown in. and of course the adam warlock character is used as a kind of messianic figure he says no don't don't destroy this new planet you've created i'm gonna go down i'm gonna see if i can sort it out for you um mm-hmm. but yeah it was it, it but it did all these things kind of fascinate me because it's just interesting you know that just how easily we can introduce an element into anything we create mm. uh which could upset the design you know we can have the best intentions yeah cooking a meal uh uh you know meeting up with a friend you know apologizing for something writing an essay uh uh you know i don't know uh any number of different things uh and it only takes <laughs> takes kind of you know one one X factor, one element mm. that's thrown in there. It could just, you know, send it skewing off into an into an alternate direction. Um, yeah. So you know, you think, you know, I'm going to bring up. My, you know, we, I think we've talked about this before. Yeah? You know, I know, I, I know how I was brought up. You know, I know all the problems that I had growing up. I know, kind of, you know, um, mm. you know, I had difficulties. You know, not a good father figure. I had an excellent, you know, m- mother figure. Blah 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 blah. I'm going to be, you know, the better father figure. Uh, and you get it all clear in your head. You think you can rationalise it um, mm. uh, to to make the to, to create the ideal world, the ideal situation. Um, mm. And there's always something that comes along. Do you find that that, that messes it up? Yeah. Too much salt, or you put too much spice in it. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I don't know why I got off on that one, but it's it just um it just you know it just it just made me think that um I don't know whether I don't know whether it just I mean. Is it, there's potential there for kind of complete paralysis, isn't there? Because you can just, you know, you can just think to yourself, well, I can't, I can't, I don't know which way I'm going to jump. 
you know, should yeah. I do this or should I do that? If I do this, it could lead me down this route and it could cause all this to happen. But if I don't do that, uh, then that's a choice as well. Uh, and that could lead into this direction. So inaction is also a choice. Yeah, that's it. Like you said, yeah, it's, it, you can't... It's like when you're when you're first, um, a, yeah, first a, um, a parent... And um, you can think of all the possible things that could happen. You go, mm. <laughs> like, just like looking after your. But at the end of the day, you just if to live your life, you can't be thinking like that. No, you know? no, you, you can't. When I, you know, um, it's like um, when you go out outside. You know, you're young and you take them out. You're like a um, you know uh, FBI agent, CIA agent, looking around. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. That person looks dodgy. We're gonna yeah, that's, yeah, car coming in that direction. Yeah, something in the trees there. <laughs> It's a ladder not properly placed against the wall. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, I mean, again, I was, I was, I was, you know, chatting to somebody the other day. I was walking past a, a, um, um, an area which had like a, a wooded area and some and a kind of uh, an earthen slope. And I and I was just brought back to when I was when I was a child, saying, "Oh, I remember when I was a young child. A bunch of mm. us used to play in an area just like this, and we'd be scooching down this this earthen ramp." On yeah. you know literally on like trays bits of cardboard or whatever with a reservoir right near the edge you know so you could come be barreling down there uh, and if you weren't careful you could have gone straight to the reservoir you know yeah, yeah. Um, and you know, I'm not saying my folks didn't care my mother cared very deeply for us but I mean we were just it was just assumed that we wouldn't be so stupid <laughs> as to, yeah, as to um, allow ourselves to fall in a reservoir. <laughs> I, I, I I, uh, you know, my friends used to get up to stuff that would make your eyes water. Mm. If I thought, you know, if I thought my, my <laughs> used to, you know, we used to, we used to live, you know, quite close to, um, uh, we're just we're outside London, it's like outside greater London, it's getting into the countryside and there's mm. lots of, um, you know, um, uh, fields and stuff like that. It's just go and have fires. Yeah. And, and yeah. Um, sometimes get petrol. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And um, I remember once we um, we found out uh, how great it was to put aerosols on on the floor. On the floor. Oh God! Oh really? Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, it's, yeah. It's, when I think about shrapnel it now, it's like, everywhere, yeah. we could have been killed. Yeah, you, you yeah, could you have been though. maimed. You could have done, but you weren't. Yeah, you know, no. you know, mess. You know, we used to. Yeah, back in the day, we used to mess around with radioactive isotopes. It was fine. <laughs> All we got was spider powers. It was fine. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not suggesting for a moment that you know that the, mm. the, these these were times that we want to kind of return to because I'm sure mm. people did get hurt. Um, yeah. But I don't know. I think sometimes we do over, over overthink these overthink these things. Um, perhaps, um, mm-hmm. and we do like to feel that we can engineer and design. We talked about utopias before. We do like mm. to feel we can engineer that the you know the most satisfying life. I mean, it's in a sense, and this gets us onto one of the topics that I think we were thinking of discussing. The idea mm-hmm. of the kind of you know, the most satisfying life is kind of you know um, mm. eudaimonia. Eudaimonia. Um, it's, eudaimonia. It, yeah, yeah. I mean, kind of Plato and, and Aristotle mm. and, and talked about it, and it was kind of basically the kind of happiness or the most satisfying life or the ideal life or um, the best life. And um, and it was kind of you know. Living well, having a kind of a good spirit, um, all that kind of stuff, um, uh, and you know, saying, "Well, how do we how do we do this? You know, how do we engineer this? How do we create that kind of the most satisfying ideal life? Because that's really mm. what what ethics was all about um, mm. for for the Greeks." Um, Can I just you know, say before we get to that, I just say, yeah, so yeah, 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 yeah. We're talking here about 
um, like a uh, like moving on from um, Socrates and Plato, where they're kind of they're. Uh, I know Plato is much more practical, but mm. it's almost it's almost theoretical, isn't it? Mm. What is the good? Yeah. So moving on to um, uh, Aristotle, and like you say, it's more about design. It's more about practical. Yeah. Stuff, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I mean, Plato is tricky because yeah, it, you can you you can't really kind of. It's very difficult to establish a kind of a coherent um, model of kind of eudaimonia in 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 Plato because at some points he seems to be saying one thing, and mm. then as he kind of moves on and develops, and there's, there's a lot of Platonic scholarship. I won't get into this, but a lot of Platonic scholarship that says, oh, well, either he changed his mind, um, or he was in a process of development. But either way, he became mm. much more theoretical as he yeah. as he moved more towards the ideal the idea of the ideal forms. Um, he became more convinced that there were kind of, you know, ideals of the virtues, for example. So there were ideal virtues in the same way as there were ideals of kind of truth and beauty and so on that were to be uh, uh, aspired to. And they were to be aspired to kind of <coughs> through philosophical reflection. Um, and then you could then in somehow in, in some way kind of manifest them as, as, as aspects of, of your soul. Um, mm. which would then influence behaviour. Whereas when you get to people like Aristotle, it was more to do with kind of... It's almost to do with a skill. It's almost to do with a learned mm. skill, a thing you can do. Um, I know early Plato you know, actually kind of, you know... Um, he actually went around and interviewed... Well, kind of spoke to people, as far as we can tell, um, who he felt embodied certain virtues. Um, he said, "Well, if we're going to figure out who's got these virtues, you know, what what do we mean by like courage? Let's go and talk to you know somebody who's really courageous, somebody who was really courageous." I imagine um, him with like with a clipboard. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, doing that focus group. Okay, we want a yeah. bunch of really courageous people. We want a bunch of really wise people. A yeah. bunch of really compassionate people. Uh, and then what we're going to do is we're going to give you these questionnaires to fill in. Yeah. Um, it's almost like kind of fitting in a dating profile. You know, it's, it's <laughs> going to put you on the on the on the virtue website. It's like, okay, here are the virtuous people. Um, yeah. But he was, I think he was trying to. Pr- I think he was trying to show, um, by this stage, that even if you practice, I mean, Aristotle, is, 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 as we'll talk about, was, was a lot different to us. But um, I think Plato was trying to prove that even if you practice these virtues, these skills, hmm. um, you you've not you've not necessarily reflected on them. You don't necessarily know what they are. So even if you are a very courageous person, if you're actually told, okay, so what is it that constitutes courage in you? Um, you wouldn't be able to pin it down. Um, you wouldn't be able to say, all you'd be able to do is point to things you've done um, that represent your courageous activities. Oh, well, I fought in this battle. Yeah, I know, but where was the where was the essence of courage in that what was the element of courage yeah well you know i stood in front of you know you know in front of the kind of the ravening hordes and i did this here but you know what's the courage element you know Mm. um rather than what what you know what did you do um um so i think he was trying to show that at the end of the i mean as always with plato what he was trying to show is really unless you're a philosopher and you can't answer Mm. these questions (laughs) you can't answer these (laughs) questions all you can do is is talk about things you do things you've done um and it's interesting and we've talked about this with with other kind of um emotional uh, 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 and and ephemeral um, um, experiences, and we've yeah. said before, you know, the, the the standard one that we've discussed before, I think we've raised before, is is the emotion of of, of love. Um, you know, how is it that you demonstrate? You know, how you know what exactly is love? Mm. Um, and you could be in love with somebody in a deep and passionate and all-consuming way. 
But that doesn't necessarily mean that you can define the nature of that love. What you end up doing is you end up making a shopping list of things you do that mm. represent manifest that love. And you you know, um I have I have ruined many a romantic relationship by pointing this one out. Uh, a number there are a whole slew of 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 you know train wreck student relationships um that are all down to to me raising this particular issue uh, it's kind of well you know uh, anybody here in a relationship which is always a creepy thing to ask in a class yeah. um so you have to, so you have to kind of put up all kinds of caveats there but then you know so mm. various brave souls will maybe put their hand up and say okay so you know does your partner love you well of course my partner loves me you know we've been married mm. for x number of years or we've been in a relationship for x number of years or whatever and then you start to kind of drill down to well you know how do you know you know mm. where where is this you know can they show you this love uh and again trying to keep it clean um, because obviously, you know, <laughs> you want people, you know, showing you their love in class. But it's kind of well, yeah, they 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 do because you know they um you know they look after me. Well, how do they look after you? Oh well, you know, if I'm if you know if I'm not feeling very well, um, they'll care for me. Yeah, but that's just physical uh, attention. All mm. that is is just physical. Oh well, they give me hugs and kisses. Yeah, well, again, that could just be lust. Um, or it could be, you know, or it could be duplicitous. They could just be kind of buttering you up because they kind of want something, either kind of sexual favors, or if you have to be wealthy, they might want your money. Oh, yeah, they bring me breakfast in bed, they bring me flowers, they buy me gifts. They don't, and bit by bit, they mm. begin to realize all the things that they've identified as love are just behaviors that they yeah. that they interpret as coming from a particular emotional place. Uh, and then their whole their whole sense of, of an emotional romantic connection with their partner starts to become undermined, um, and they start to cry. Um, and then <laughs> we don't see them for a few weeks, and then they come back, and it's all kind of Are you still with this person? Oh no no no, we we reject. <laughs> <laughs> And this is very much the power that you know that that, that keeps me in education. To be honest, with you. <laughs> <laughs> but you see what I mean. I mean, you know, if, mm. if somebody I a mean, shopping you know, list. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you, you know, you love your kids, but I mean, mm. I'm guessing that you know, I don't, want, I don't want you to keep your kids out of the house saying, yeah, actually, now you can mention it, Mike. <laughs> you know, it's just a list of things I do. But I mean, it is difficult, isn't it? No matter how, 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 nevertheless, you know, how, how, mm. how deep that emotional commitment is. It's difficult to get it out into the world and 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 show show you know what Plato might say is the ideal form of it. Well, I'd always um, I'd always got the get out of jail free Wittgenstein card for that. Oh, These are things on. you can't put into words. Yeah, yeah. So, so there you, you go. Have to pass over in silence, right? Yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah, that's my answer. Yeah, no, that's <laughs> fine. That's fine. I mean, you know, the ultimate. Yeah. Obviously, people say, well, you know, the ultimate, the ultimate sacrifice would be yeah. to kind of you know, give up your own existence. For somebody mm. else, uh, mm. and yeah, you know, and that's you know, obviously, it'd be tricky to deny that that would be a, 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 a serious indication of, of some kind of emotional commitment, but it's still an activity you're committing, um, mm. and there may well be a number of other uh, anyway. So, this is the kind of thing that, that, that Plato was bringing up. You see, you know, all these activities, all this, the, these lists of things that we do, mm. doesn't necessarily point us to, um, to any kind of virtue doesn't help us understand the virtues you want to understand the virtues mm. uh, that may, may make you a good person mm. um, then that has to be understood philosophically uh, and then once you understand that philosophically then you can start to kind of engineer yourself then you can start to say okay well this is where it comes from these are the these are the virtues i understand them so now i must behave in accordance with these virtues mm -hmm. whereas as you're saying aristotle comes from from, from a different point of view uh, mm. and therein also lies lies issues mm.